Hey guys, welcome here to an episode of The Scott Show. I got a very special guest on today that has a brand new album out called Clickbait. His name is Nick Johnson, and uh, Nick, say hello to the folks out here. Hey, how are you guys? Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Scott. Hey, no problem, Nick. So I kind of want to talk about, I, I've, I met you before, I met you at a uh, songwriter John a couple years back, and do you remember that? I do. It was, I believe it was at Scully's. Heck yeah, it was Scully Saloon over there. That was a good time. And you blew me yeah. away with your uh, guitar magic, man. I tell you what. I appreciate that. Thank you. And it's all, and it's all over the new album. And uh, so let's kind of get talking. Before we start talking about your new album, I kind of want to talk about, I don't know much about uh, your beginnings. Uh, you, you have family in New York. And uh, kind of tell me where you're from and kind of how you got into music. Well, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I got into music like everybody else, like li- just listening to it. My my mother was big into, you know, uh, big band music, and my aunts were into more rock and roll kind of stuff. So, you know, got into all of that. And obviously growing up in Brooklyn, you know, um, hip-hop influence, you get all of those, you know, flavors because the, the city's so diverse. Um, and, you know, I went to school there, then moved to um, New Hampshire, believe it or not. And oh, wow. uh, lived there, lived there with my parents for a while, and uh, you know, kind of had a different kind of exposure to different kind of you know, uh, more hard rock that kind of thing, you know. Um, and then I went from there to, to uh, Boston, went to Berkeley, from there to California, and then um, back to Nashville or to Nashville. Awesome. So it's been a fun journey. So yeah. you, I didn't know you went to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. I went to Berkeley. Yes, I did. Graduated your, what, from there. What were you studying there? I studied, um, basically it was a major where you could combine things. So I studied uh, professional music, music, which was, um, I did a biz- music business management with jazz composition. Oh, wow. I was going to ask yeah. you if you played if you played any jazz or had any training in jazz. Because I kind of, I, I, usually a lot of the really great players, they've either been trained in bluegrass or jazz, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, I when I went to Berkeley, I did, and I got to study with this, uh, who the head of the guitar department there named uh, Larry Bayon, who was a you know big influence. But up until that point, I I had always liked jazz, but mm-hmm. I had never really played it or been trained to do you know do that. You know, I mean, I went to Berkeley because I'd been in a band, and I was living in Boston. And I was like, you know what? It'd be smart. You know, I was touring. May as well go to school, and do something that I like to do. You know, and uh, and that's how that happened. Really, it was you know, and I always wanted a college degree, by the way. You know, so. Hey man, that, 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 they hammered that into us whenever we were young, didn't they? <laughs> they did. We, we ha- we've been assimilated. Yes. Assimilation is real. Right. <laughs> Makes you wonder sometimes. <laughs> but hey, at least I did something you know that I enjoy the same as you. The one thing I always love about and, and have been watching your career as long as we've known each other, which crazy enough has been you know probably three and a half to four years now. <laughs> it doesn't point. seem like it's been that long, but it has. <laughs> you know, and you know, you always are trying to do um, new things with your music. You know, with with the talents that you have, the the skills that you have, which obviously are more than just playing music. You know, and so you know, you know what I mean. We're all a sum of our parts, right? I mean, yeah, got to do it. You know, pretty cool. I appreciate that, brother. That's true. 
So let's get on talking about your new album. Well, actually, real quick before we start talking about your new album, you mentioned uh, big band music that you listened to whenever you were a kid. Do you still listen to big band music? I I love it. I mean, I love um, horns are killer. It's a it's a sad thing that they're not. You know, the those kind of bands are not. You know, besides like a Brian Setzer orchestra or you know they they don't really exist as much. You know, I'm sure in some of the smaller towns there are places that those. Those bands still exist, so I'm, I don't want to downplay it, but you know what I mean. Right, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not as mainstream like it used to be, and I, I'm a huge, huge big band fan. My great-grandpa yeah, I mean, had it playing all the time. It just makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah my my mother, we, we would wake up on Sunday mornings, and she'd be playing, you know, I mean, my first recollection is obviously when I think of a big band, for me, it's like the band that would, you know, Count Basie behind Sinatra. Or, you know, those those kind of things. And, you know, that was kind of like my first introduction into those, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I agree with you. It does make you feel good. And also the musicality is off the chain. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, it definitely I is, mean, man. I, that, that, that actually, big band music uh, takes up most of my record collection. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is, now, that's awesome. And then you're always out there, you know, putting out the country thing or something. You should do some big band. That would be great. I'll help you. We'll arrange it. Dude, I'm, I, I'm telling you, whenever I like, I become like a super old man, and like I, I have no more leg in the country music industry. I'm, I'm going to go in, you know, straight suit, all the swag in the world, and start my own big band thing. I'll be playing. I'll build a whole other career on that. <laughs> I hope, I'll, I'll, and I'll buy it. I'll tell you. Heck that. yeah! We'll, we'll hire you. You'll be the first uh, guitarist. You'll be the band leader. Nice. I like it. All right. I'm in there. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Let's talk about your new album that is very cleverly titled Clickbait. What made you think of that title? Other, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a genius. Right. But tell me the, <laughs> the story behind it. Because, look, and you you and I both know it, especially as, you know, our artists that, you know, have achieved, you know, a certain level of success, right? I mean, we mm -hmm. have gotten paid we played with a lot of people. We've done a lot of gigs. You know, it's it's a mainstay of what we do in our lives. You know, it's what I do. So I mean, you know, it's you know, I'm lucky like that. But you're still vying for, you know, likes and, you know, you have to have a social media presence and you have to have a lot of people that like you, you know, or or follow you. I don't even know if that really demographically deduces down to whether somebody's buying your material that they actually that i guess they're just following you right you know so that's what the, and and then what do we use how do we use ourselves and how do we use the situations we find ourselves into um somehow supplement that or augment that you know um what do we call it fictitious life that i guess we're living on the side like having a side <laughs> right. girlfriend or something like that right it's like weird it, you're telling me man it, it really is like you're almost living double lives in a way and uh but then it's all like one and the same too it, it's just it, it's weird it is i mean and it's a necessary i guess it's a necessary evil and then you know we were talking about what you know how we were taught you know and then we mm -hmm. were taught well an evil is still an evil you know <laughs> right. i mean so it's like you know i mean how am i you know but anyway obviously if you want to compete now it's the same thing as making a record you know you have to do you you have to tune the vocals. You have to make sure that certain things are the way that they are because you're trying to compete. You can't complain about it. You have to try to figure out how you can be part of that situation if it's if it's something you want to do, right? I agree, man. I mean, to so figure out how to fit into that. Yeah, 
And so clickbait is like the idea, like whenever I, 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 I may have missed a post or two of your, of yours, whenever you were uh, going to be releasing it, but I saw that you had a, a record out. I'm like, what the heck, man? Cause I'd heard some of your like acoustic <laughs> videos and stuff. So I'm like, I, I think I was driving somewhere and I'm like, I'm checking this out. I was actually maybe on my way back from Nashville. I, I, I can't remember where I was, but I remember I messaged you and told you, I'm going to check this out. And uh, I remember as soon as I, the leadoff track, uh, I Won't Fail hit, I was like, man, I'm like, this is legit. I, I love this stuff. I mean, I always knew you were super talented, but uh, once you hear everything, like all the instrumentation in there, the mixing and the production, all once you get the package, it's always a different feeling. You know what I mean? I'm sure it was like that for you whenever you first got the mixes back and masters and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, for the first, the first two songs, um, I actually get to play. I play the bass on that, all the keys, the drums, the singing, and you know, do most of the production with my friend Mark Salomon, who's on those those first two tracks. Um, and he's, you know, was a, a guy that I knew and, um, you know, just from around. And he's, yeah. he's, you know, I don't even think he's doing it at this point. But Mark Salomon, great, great cat, and. Um, yeah, I'm glad you, man, I'm so glad you like it. And people seem to be liking it. I mean, it, it seems like it's doing well. I haven't gotten to see anything back because, you know, they do the quarterly thing. Oh, and, you know, yeah, you don't kind you of love that. It, you, <laughs> oh, yeah, like leaves you. And, and like I said, you and I know, and here's a reality that people should know, is like, you know, the selling of a record is, you know, if you get a single that does incredibly well, like millions, you might make money. But the, with the streaming and everything like that, you know, it's, it's not as lucrative as people think it is. You know? So you've got to support your bands. You've got to go out there and, you know, buy the T-shirts and do all those things, you know, that's the, and see them live, obviously. Yes, I've always told people, like, that's the best way to support artists that you love, that you want, to, that want them to keep on creating music, is to buy their merchandise, go see them live. Because, I mean, yeah, streaming it and everything, that's fine. <laughs> I just remember one time I showed my wife one of my quarterly reports, you know, and I'm like, showed her how many plays and stuff. And she's like, wow. And then I showed her how, what, what the dollar amount was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's almost just like it's it, – you really got to be passionate to do what we do. Because if, if you're looking for an easy buck, um, it's really not the place to be. <laughs> No, and I mean, it, yeah, it really isn't. And you do have to be, I think you do have to be passionate about it. I mean, you know, and I also think that there's a, there's a, you have a lot of people that are also doing it and, you know, there's a lot of content, you know. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, so it's very hard to, you know, compete with all those things. And, you know, you know how it is. I mean, and that's why I give you, I give anyone props that can try to find their niche. You know, mm -hmm. whether I like it or whether I don't, I think finding your niche is very, it's a hard thing to do. In, in any genre or, you know, in anything that you do, you know? You are 100% so. correct there, man. It's uh, c content is one of the hardest things. I talked to some other artists about this that are just starting out in things about, you know, the importance of keeping new content, whether it be a picture of what you're doing for the day. It, it may seem meaningless to you, but for somebody that's scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, and they see that, I mean, that may connect to them, you know, or it may just get passed up, you know, but you still got to keep throwing the line out. And, and then the people that are checking your stuff out, you want to keep them up to date and in the loop and, you know, try to create that relationship, which is, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a difficult task <laughs> sometimes. 
it is and, and like you said and creating a, a you know a relationship like you know that's really the ultimate thing you know you you, you want somebody to, to hear something and respond and to be able to respond to it but ultimately what you really want to do right is have new people exposed to what is going on Big right time, and then man. that's that and that's the that's the way where we were taught you know that's where the, the big disconnect comes right because i would love to see you know with the, I, I you know this click farms we were talking like talk about clickbait right but mm-hmm. we know that some numbers are not real numbers you know Big i time. hope i'm not yep. gonna get myself in trouble saying this you know what, I mean? <laughs> what i'm just saying is you know i mean i'm being honest i'm just saying it's true you know and you know so what is when you can skew you know reality or however you do that or i mean let's see not it's not reality it's, it's really unfair if you can kind of do those kind of things to manipulate things, you know, then, you know. Dude, you're 100% right there on uh, kind of what's real and what isn't real, and then there's a gray space. And that gray is really kind of the scary spot, especially, like, say, if you're a talent buyer or maybe a new fan. You know, so some people see that and can jump into it or see it for what it is or just kind of – I just think everything, everybody, if they – just try to take things at face value. You know what I mean? It's, it make it easier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. I, and I, like we were talking about content and that's the, you know, the big thing is like, Oh what, yeah. You know, putting things out there every day. I'll tell you right now over the past like month and then probably month and a half or yeah, months because the album came out about a month ago, I've been kind of laying off and just kind of relaxing, you know, and writing songs and trying not to, you know, Hey, here's my office or, you know, <laughs> I'm in my studio. You know, I did put a studio in my house, so if you ever want to record, we can do that. Oh, really? Well, Which is next nice. time I'm down, yeah. brother, I'm going to hit you up. We'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll throw something together. It'll be a fun time. I'll, it would be great. So definitely got, we got to do that, you know. And, you know, so that's what I've been trying to do. But I'm, I'm definitely willing, to, ready to step up my game. And coming off of clickbait, what I'm going to really try to do is to try to come out with a new single every, you know, eight weeks you know, 10 weeks and just try to continue to do that. Yeah, man. Keep that train rolling. That's been a big thing that I've been struggling with myself is I got, I have this, I recorded this new EP, it's five jams and I'm debating still to this day, if I'm going to release it all at once, release one single release, then release the whole thing or just do five singles out of it. It's, it, it, there's no right formula. It's just trying trying to figure out what it is that's gonna work for your career, you know. Right. Like I was gonna say. Now, putting out a record, obviously, people don't do that. The reason I did that was because I had nine. Or I have so many songs that are sitting around, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and a couple of those have been released as singles, and you know, previously only only a couple of them, but the rest of it had just been you know sitting there. You know, and I'm just recording all this stuff and doing all this stuff, but no one's hearing it. So it's like, let me just put an album out that at least, and it's also cheaper, as you know, you know what I mean? Oh, put yeah. an album out, you know <laughs> what I mean? Throw it out there and let's see what, you know, people, let's see if people define, well, like people have been really liking Light Me Up, which is the yes. second, mm-hmm. um, you know, been, they've been really responsive to that song, you know? Um, it is an eclectic array of songs because obviously they come from different things. Uh, Playmate got into a film called... Uh, Bus Party to Hell with Tara Reid. Oh, yeah. Um, She's So Lonely got into another film called um, The Bill Murray Experience. And I think you can get that on like Amazon and you can get that on Hulu. And, 
you know, look those films up because they actually the Bill Murray experience documentary is great. Uh, I'll and check I it out. I'm a that. big Bill Murray fan, and so and one of my best friends. Yeah, Sadie Katz, who's the actress and the director of that, you know, stars and it directs it. She did a really good job with that. It's really good. You should check it out. Really oh, good. dude, man. So, so you're already I, – see, I didn't even know that. So you're pretty much – I mean, you're you're not doing too bad with this release. I was uh, – I mean, I knew that it was uh, – that's what I was going to ask you about was the – it's a very uh, – it's 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 not a middle of the road album, I wouldn't say. It, like it, I mean, I know it's very cliche to say it's got a little bit of something for everybody, but it really does. Like I wrote down like my two favorite tracks. I've been, I mean, I like all of them, but my the top two always stick out in my mind since I've listened to it a couple times was I Won't Fail and Hollywood, and nice. they're two very different songs. But I I just I I love what you're doing, man. I was really impressed by it, the whole thing and, and the production. And you did did you do all the production on it? Well, Mark and I did the two songs that you hear. I won't fail. Anthony Resta, who um, I worked with, uh, was on Hollywood. I just want to give credit where credit is due. Of Hollywood. Course, um, there goes my baby, and um, she's so lonely. Um, so those, you know, those three would had Anthony Resta and he's, he's worked with Duran Duran. He's, you know, extreme. I mean, he's worked with a ton of artists. He's still working. You know, he's, he's fantastic. And, you know, someone I consider to be a good friend. And it was, uh, mixed by Cariotti, um, which I, I'll send you the name so you can, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah. So, and then the other stuff was me, um, you know, in a, in a little home studio, um, with my friend Mark just tracking that stuff. So, um, dude, that is crazy. Yeah. It, it it gives you a whole different kind of perspective because I I've done like uh, some re, uh, recordings on. Oh, hang on a second. Okay, you still there? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No I'm, I'm gonna cut that little part out. I had a call coming in on my phone. I had to decline it. Um, or. What I was saying was, uh, it's it's a different dynamic from whenever you are actually playing most of the instrumentation on it, as opposed to using session guys. And yeah, I I'm gonna, it's the Nashville way, right? I mean, I'm I'm mm-hmm. totally against. I mean, at this point now, for me, I can play. You know, obviously, guitar is my main instrument. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm not a, a fantastic drummer, so I would always want to have that. You know. Um, right. I can play bass, but I mean, for depending upon what the song is, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we know we know good. You know, of course, you want to have the best musicians you can or have around. <laughs> you know, that, if you can, if you can, of course, you want that. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, if you play, you want to play, right? You know, and so I think it's you know it's important, and also, I mean, the personality I think of the of the songs comes through more. That yes, sense, you know. Yeah, whenever you're doing your like doing the other tracks, whether it be bass, keys, guitar, it definitely I I definitely agree with you that you can it, you kind you kind of keep it the whole vehicle on the same road. And uh, sometimes the, the session players think I mean it, it, it always you always get a good product, but I, I'm I'm with you on that with the feeling. It, you can definitely uh, hone in on that for sure. And you and I both know a lot of the studios that happen, in particular, let's say, in, in Nashville, those kind of things are, 
you know, their production houses that are built around, you know, taking a song and, and moving it in, in a couple of few hours. Right. You know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's been, you know, cutting demos and trying to figure out, you know, trying to get cuts mm-hmm. completely, you know. And that's another thing that I'm obviously trying to do as well, you know, is try to get some, try to get cuts, try to get into movies, try to get into film, you know, um, and try to do all of those, you know, work to get, try to do all those things, you know. Of course. Um, we well, use the interesting term there, and I mean, I know what it is, but for the folks listening that may not know, what is a cut? A cut is a single or hopefully an artist that picks up a single that you've written or been part of, you've co-written or anything like that. Um, yep. and, uh, hopefully a major, you know, major cut, you know, would be yeah. nice. <laughs> right, Scott? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, dude, Tim McGraw's next single, that would be a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be too sad about that. <laughs> no. And I was going to say the other thing is, um, the, there's one song. It's funny because the next songs coming down the pipe that you're going to hear from me, at least, are going to be really songs that have come were written in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay, the one song that was written in Nashville on this album that you know, obviously, I've written a million songs since I've been here, but the one song that's written right now on that album is um, oh, what is it? Uh, Beggars and Thieves. Okay, yes. Okay, and so we did that, and I want to give a shout-out to John Christensen, who's on the, on the drums, and my buddy Vern Sorrelhorse, who's on bass. We did that at the studio. We literally went in. That was done in four hours, basically live. Bam. Wow. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you and don't always get that to happen, to but that's amazing. If that makes sense, though, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. what we're tr- – like, that old school – like, you know – so the newer stuff is going to kind of be like that, but there's going to still be some surprises, but it's going to be more, I want to say, Americana, country, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, that's what I got. I don't, I don't want to say country because it's, you know, what is country? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. To me, you know? I think we're kind of getting into the realm. Finally, I think, I, I think genres that they're still, relevant but i think that it really kind of comes down to the artist or the band as opposed to the genre i think that's kind of the way i see things eventually going to just good music's good music right you would you would think that that right i'm told i have i ascribe to that too i mean anything that moves you you know is good Mm mm-hmm I mean, right? And then there's some things that you listen to and you're like, I don't really like it, but I can understand why somebody might. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and truthfully, if you haven't been exposed to the, you know, other kinds of music, you're only going to like what you like. You know, you can't, you know what I mean? I, I agree. The, the, age old, the age old thing. You put on some big band for somebody who's been only listening to hip hop, chances are they're not going to be like, <laughs> hey man, that's really what good. the hell is that? <laughs> right, exactly. If you put on some country to somebody, and not all the time, I'm generalizing, but for, you know, the most part, people are going to be like, you know, eh, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And one thing that I I remember from back whenever I was growing up, uh, kind of getting into rock and roll. Uh, to me, at that point, I mean, I, 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 when I was a kid, I was I really liked country, but in my teenage years, I really wasn't too much into uh, country music, more into rock. And to me at the time, all country music all sounded the same. 
just like my I've always, like my uh, uncle has always told me that all rap music sounds the same. You know, it's just because you're not exposed to it. You know what I mean? And, and I wasn't. I, I had gotten away from it. So it, it it's, it's really kind of weird how sometimes if you're not really familiar with something, how you kind of just clump everything into one bag whenever it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, and and there are you know subgenres and blah, you know you know. How <laughs> I, I was also going to say. It's really funny. Um, you had uh, I saw a post today where you were talking about your past rock life, and you had the braided hair. Yeah, you know, which is and, and you know what? Every that's the other thing. Everybody starts somewhere, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's very rare that all of a sudden you you know you're six years old and you're like, my favorite artist is Mel Torme, and I really <laughs> love those big bands. You know what I mean? I mean, as you get older, you're going to be like, okay, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because you're just getting more and more in, influenced by things and you know, finding your way. Big time, man. Yeah, it definitely changes over the course of time. Like, it's weird, like, because, like, I have, like, my favorite artists and things like that, but lately, for some reason, this past almost two months, I've listened to more Glenn Campbell than I have my entire life. And I have, I I don't believe... there's a guy, a badass. Right. I mean, I mean, wow. You know, a great guitar player. Mm-hmm. Great songwriter, you know. Yeah, she had player. it all. I, but I just was never too big into him. But for some, something just clicked in my head, and I'm like, I'm gonna check out some more Glenn Campbell stuff. And I've literally every morning I tell my Alexa to play Glenn Campbell. My wife says it feels like uh, deja vu every time she wakes up. She doesn't know what day it is. Just comes down to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Heck but yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> But it's good to hear. I mean, he, he is a great artist, you know? Yes. And then it's funny, look at somebody like, um, you know, Kenny Vaughn or, you know, mm-hmm. guys like that who are just not that well-known but kind of have a similar, you know. Oh, yeah. Aesthetic, if you will, you know? Yeah, some, that's one thing, too, that, like, especially, like, when we talk about country music today, there's so much that ties so many people. Like, it's hard telling who it is. But just by listening to a, 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 a single anymore, to me sometimes. And but of course you got some people where you know right off the bat who it is, you know. So I, to me, like that's one thing too that I I think that you're doing pretty well is uh, separating yourself from being mixed up with anybody else. Just the, the, the aesthetic of your album definitely, you can tell it's you through the whole thing. Oh, thank you. And I mean, I hope that, you know, I, I, I mean, I look at it like this. At this point, what do you and I have to lose as artists or any artist? Right? Nothing. There's no one, yep. there's no one backing us. You know, there's nobody, you know, there's no reason until there is a reason, right, to, mm-hmm. you know, to say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I mean, and I think even at this point, if I, if I did have people, of course, I would just want to continue to do what I do and see, if, see how that works, you know. And I want to work with the best I can. That's the other thing, you know? I mean, you know, I've been fortunate with the people I've gotten to work with so far, you know, in Nashville, but I'm always trying to push that I want to work with the best people that I can, you know? And, you know, if me be taking ass kicking it to get better, you know I mean? That's the, way, <laughs> that's the way it is, you know? I mean... You're right, man. Stay it's humble good. on a rumble. You know? I like that. Stay humble on a rumble. I have never heard that before. That That is, that is good, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true you know just try to be you know 
You know the deal. I mean, that's yeah, how yeah. I think we, why we became friends, you know? I mean, like, yeah. You know, you know yeah, there's definitely your, uh, a few people that I truly remember and keep in touch with and follow and see what they're doing. And I, I've, ever since I met you, man, it's like I've been keeping up with you and seeing what you got going on. You've been staying busy. And then every time I've been, ironically, what's weird is every time that I've been downtown, like, because I, I know you play on Broadway often. And I was like, I want to go see where Nick's playing tonight. And you have to be, like, somewhere else, <laughs> like, not in town or something. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, sorry about that. I've taken a little sabbatical, too, which has been nice, just kind of, you know, figuring out what the next, you know, what the next steps are going to be. And, you know, you got to do that down sometimes, man. Play, you know, and uh, really just trying to focus in on the writing, get, this, get the album out and, uh, you know. If there are any artists out there, obviously, that are really, really good and need guitar or, you know, and can pay me. You know, right. You know. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. And uh, you, you're, you're you definitely know. one of the best, man, I tell you. I appreciate well, that very much. And I'm back at you, my friend. You know, I mean that. And I really do appreciate being on the show. Yeah. And, well, we'll, we'll I, have you I back do watch it and listen you, to it. You get, you get ready to release your next single, you hit me up and we'll have you back on here and we'll uh, talk it up and see what we can get going with that. Cool. That would be fantastic. I would really right, appreciate Nick. that. Well, I'll let you get back to your business, man. i, I got a couple things to get rolling, and I uh, appreciate you coming on the show here and talking about your new album. All right. Thanks so much, Scott, and you have a great day. And Again, I really appreciate you. Yeah. We'll be in touch. Bye, guys. Take care, man. 